0: From St. Louis Public Radio, this is St. Louis on the Air. Did anybody from the city business development team, have they reached out to you, to your knowledge, to, to try to assist with this? <laughs>
1: no, not at all. I don't understand how this is right. I want to know why. Where are the, where are the politicians? Where's Tashara? Why isn't she stepping up and helping me? Greg Daly said to me, we want people like you in the city. Well, it sure doesn't seem like it.
0: I'm Sarah Fenske. On Monday, Steve Rothschild made an announcement to his 30-plus employees. Steve owns St. Louis Woodworks, which has operated out of Midtown St. Louis for 19 years. The company makes furniture. It boasts an impressive roster of clients, including some of the area's biggest companies. But in 2016, the building's home was acquired by a developer seeking to demolish it to make room for a new $160 million development anchored by the historic Armory Building. Now, Steve Rothschild fought for years in court, but he told employees this week that the writing was on a wall. Without a new home, that business might have to close. That news hit employees hard, as our producer Danny Wisentowski learned when he visited St. Louis Woodworks yesterday. It's devastating. <laughs> Shock. I mean, I knew there was a court case going on, but I thought we always had more time, you know, because we had a lease. <laughs> I pretty much had a life, you know, I built, you uh, know, had four kids, uh, family. I mean, have a nice house, and that would be <laughs> kind of devastating. I mean, had to, you know, find a different job, I guess, you know, and start all over again somewhere. And that is an employee who gave his name only as Mike. He's been at St. Louis Woodworks for 25 years and continued to work yesterday, even with an order to leave by May 10th. And joining us now with more on the situation is Steve Rothschild. He is the owner of St. Louis Woodworks. Steve, welcome.
1: Thank you, Sarah.
0: So, Steve, you broke the news to your employees on Monday that your landlord, this is Green Street St. Louis, is forcing you out of your home of 20 years. What spurred that announcement?
1: Well, uh, through the pandemic, we didn't have the money to move my operation, the infrastructure, to set a shop up somewhere else. I have the money to move the business, mm-hmm. but not the infrastructure.
0: This isn't as simple as just packing a suitcase. You've got some big machines.
1: Yes, we have to hire a rigger, which will cost hundred hundred and fifty thousand dollars $150,000 just to move these. That doesn't include hooking them up, setting them back up and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's devastating. It was horrible to have to stand in front of men 30, 40 years old and tell them they're losing their jobs.
0: Because you told them, basically, we might have to just close. Like, yes. we don't have a place to move. Yes. We've hit the end of this particular legal road. I know you're still fighting. Yep. But at that point, when you shared this news, you're thinking this is the end. Yes. How did your staff react to that?
1: Uh, uh. It was just dead silence.
0: Yeah.
1: And then the re- that was at 8 o'clock Monday morning. The rest of the day, it was a bunch of milling around. They did a little work, but, I mean, what can I, what can I say to them? Yeah. You know.
0: This was a day that was very hard to stay focused for yes, anybody. Yes,
1: but I will say I have a uh, guardian angel that's popped up on Tuesday. And, and what happened
0: on Tuesday? You heard from someone. You don't want to name this person. Well,
1: Monday I talked for 12 hours on the phone. A president of Para Corporation called me, a president of Mid-America Corporation called me, what can we do to save your company? Mm -hmm. We've had too long a relationship. We don't want you to go out of business.
0: Your clients like the work you guys are doing.
1: Well, we've had a big client list for a long time Mm -hmm. and we've had as many as 40 people in the shop. So, it's just, it's devastating to go through something like this when it's not the right way to handle a business.
0: Yeah, I mean, so this goes back to Green Street um, Green Street development. They acquired this building from your previous landlord. Joe
1: Scott, and wonderful man.
0: So you liked this old landlord. you get this new landlord. you pretty quickly got the sense they were trying to get businesses like you out.
1: Oh yeah, right away.
0: And, and how did you how did you know this?
1: Uh, my neighbor, a stone guy who produced stone tops and things like that, was in the north portion of the building. He had about the same square footage as us, not as many men because he had more equipment. He was one day late with his first rent payment, and they got a one-line email saying, get out by the end of the month.
0: Because that basically opened the door for them to say, okay, legally we can evict you.
1: Yes, and he was going through a few financial things, and he couldn't fight it i mean it's just not right
0: but so for you you wanted to stay i'm sure you were very careful to always pay that rent on time when did you realize okay they are still going to try to get me out of here
1: my cfo paul is always on target Mm -hmm. and he pays rent on time and all our bills paul takes care of that it's just great um he it's just not the way business is supposed to be done uh Mm -hmm. joe scott I will say this.
0: This is when, your previous landlord.
1: Yes, when he when when we went into the recession, construction went down just completely. Sure. So I called him and asked if we could uh cut our rent in half. Next day he sent us paperwork cutting our rent in half. All he asked was, will you pay this back?
0: That's a good landlord. Yeah. So now you're in this situation. He has sold this. He sells this to this development company. They have big plans for this area. They ended up saying, hey, we're not going to renew this lease. You got to get out. You decided to fight that.
1: Well, we had an option Mm -hmm. in our lease. Mm -hmm. And it's our option, not theirs. Mm -hmm. It's our option to stay. So to break the lease, you have to pay to move me. And you have to pay to set up the new shop the way I want it.
0: Yeah. And they did not want to do that.
1: No. Not at all. And I knew from the very beginning, the first day I met him, uh, they said that this was going to be a win-win situation. One of the first buildings they showed us, we said we'd be interested in it, renting it from them. He sends, we're in at $2 a square foot. He sends me a proposal saying $4 a square foot. Now, business-wise, that doesn't sound like a win for me. Yeah, you know so
0: do you feel like they made a good faith effort to try to help relocate you
1: no not at all they showed us buildings but you know it was all about what they could get out of it
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know we make sawdust <laughs> we don't need fancy yeah I mean, your office your radio station is beautiful but we make sawdust yeah we don't need a fancy building
0: and they just weren't showing you anything that fit those specifications. Well,
1: they showed us one down on the wharf, which was just a disaster. And they tell us all these things they were going to do, and I kept telling them that water and wood don't go together. And they said, well, it's never flooded here. Well, I don't want to be the first one to find out. Yeah. Not with a million dollars worth of equipment, yeah. woodworking equipment, so... You know,
0: so this relocation effort, this fails. you guys end up in court together, and this battle is, is very complicated. It drags on for quite some time. But even before they got this notice, basically from the judge saying they can evict you, the demolition began. This began last month. And so when our producer Danny Wistowski visited St. Louis Woodworks yesterday, he got an earful from some of your employees. A month ago,
1: all of a sudden, man, they had a bunch of big equipment out there and started tearing the building down, that was connected to us. We were working right here, the, whole, the floor was shaking, the walls were shaking, dust was coming off the beams on the roof. It was, I, I was kind of scared, to be honest with you. The people, all, all the people here, we care about what we do, we take pride in our work, and, and it shows, and I believe, I think it's a shame that there's people like that that doesn't care who they run over just to make progress and money, and it's just kind of scary.
0: That is an employee who gave his name only as Bill. You can hear the work going on there in the background. Uh, Bill says he's been at St. Louis Woodworks for the past six or seven years. So did you know when this demolition began, were you given a warning like, hey, right on the other side of this wall, we're going to start knocking things down?
1: Absolutely. We even went to our attorneys. They went to them and said, hey, can we have your structural engineers report? We got a one-word reply, no. No.
0: Were you concerned about having employees that close to this? Yes. Yeah. Were your employees freaked out?
1: Oh, all of them. There's probably nine, ten guys along that wall. And they're my best cabinet makers and... I was there numerous days where the floor was just shaking. You'd feel your feet bouncing and the windows rattling and dust falling. And I mean, what kind of human being does that to another person?
0: And do you feel like you can even continue to work with the conditions being what they are right now in, in your longtime home?
1: Well, the problem we have is we have contracts we have to fill. Yeah. You know, we proposed to them that we would, it would take us two years to move. Which we've done, I've moved a cabinet shop twice now. I kind of know what it's going to take.
0: Have you had to turn down work because of the uncertainty of, well, of what's happening right now? With here? what's
1: going on in the courts, we've, we've gotten halfway through a bunch of our contracts. We're turning them over to some of the other shops. Mm-hmm. We've gone to our GCs, explained the situation. They've all been very accommodating, very helpful. You know, I could get sued for this, you know,
0: for breaching this...
1: a contract.
0: For having this conversation or for, for, no, turning, no, for, down, the, for turning down down jobs? For splitting these jobs. the work and yeah. not finishing
1: it and that sort of thing. But
0: people have been willing to work with you on yes. that. Well, that's and I good. think that's
1: a tribute to my reputation and the company's reputation and whatnot so.
0: So you're now 67 years old you've been running this business for quite some time.
1: Hard to believe huh?
0: How I, I'm shocked I mean you, you're a day you're not a day over 40. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so,
1: perfect face for radio.
0: <laughs> I feel seen myself. Uh, so how does this affect the plans you had for what's coming up next in your life. I imagine you did not anticipate that you would spend your late 60s dealing with this problem.
1: No, I went through a series of health issues uh, in my 63, 64, 65, and I had made up my mind it was time to retire. But I wanted to move the company, and I thought that Green Street would do the right thing. Step up, pay to move us, set the business up. We had no negotiation on that, it was they gave us a couple of numbers, take them or leave them. That was it. And we gave them a, a, basically an estimate of everything that it would cost. And we never heard back from them. So I wanted to get out. If I had gotten the money from them, moved the business, I would be retiring right now. I have several people who are interested in the business, but I had to get finished with the lawsuit mm-hmm. and the court stuff. So,
0: And so instead, you feel like you've got to see this through. Oh,
1: Yeah. Who knows how long this is gonna take?
0: We're talking today to Steve Rothschild. He is the owner of St. Louis Woodworks. It has been in Midtown St. Louis for 19 years now. So Green Street, the developer that is now your landlord and that has gotten this eviction notice, um, they are getting $8.9 million in tax increment financing for the St. Louis Armory. This is part of this much bigger project that they are basically demolishing your building to accommodate. Do you feel like they owe you some special consideration in light of that, the fact they're getting a a tax subsidy here?
1: Let me ask you. I've lived in the city 43 years, I paid my taxes. I, my business has been in the city 31 of the 33 years, mm-hmm. always paid our taxes. My workers are paying their taxes. He's getting money. Is it going to stay in the city? I don't think he lives in the city. I don't understand how this is right. I want to know why, where the, where are the politicians? Where's Tashara? Why isn't she stepping up and helping me? Greg Daly said to me, we want people like you in the city. Well, it sure doesn't seem like it.
0: Have you reached out to, say, Greg Daly to say, hey, can you you help me? Pull some strings.
1: We're so busy. Paul was supposed to send him uh, a press release. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether he did it or not, I don't know. He's really overwhelmed right now. Yeah. I mean, you feel like you've just
0: been fighting in the trenches.
1: It's it's terrible. Yeah. It's a terrible way to do business.
0: We heard from Gary. He writes on Twitter, ideally, the developers and city business development team should have assisted his relocation. There are at least five locations suitable less than two miles along the Broadway corridor. Did anybody from the city business development team, have they reached out to you, to your knowledge, to, (laughs) to try to assist with this? No, not at all. So we also sent Green Street some questions. Um, We asked them whether it was correct to say that you were being evicted with less than 30 days' notice. We also asked why negotiations for relocation fell through. We wanted to hear their side of this and whether they think they owe any special attention to this in light of the tax assistance they're getting from the city for this project. In response, we received a statement saying, quote, Green Street's only statement is that we have and will continue to abide by the rulings of the courts and respect their decisions. What do you say to that?
1: Not much. Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't absolve them of what they're legally supposed to do. You know, I need a jury trial. And if he's so right, say it in front of a jury and let them decide. Because in a summary judgment case, if there's one disputed fact, it needs to go to a jury trial. And there's a whole bunch of facts here that need to be heard. So, by more than just a judge.
0: So the St. Louis Circuit Court judge did look at this case, made his ruling, ruled in favor of them. Um, do you intend to try to still appeal that, even with the clock ticking on this eviction, even with that demolition going on?
1: Well, we are appealing. We have our appeals process. We just got to get out of the space. Yeah. If I wanted to stop the eviction, I have to put a $2 million bond up. I don't have $2 million bond in 67. I'm not going to do that.
0: So you're going to keep fighting, but you are going to do your best to vacate. You said you've got a guardian yeah. angel. Yes. What kind of sense do you have of how quick you might be able to sort this out? As you say, this is some big machinery you've got yeah. here.
1: Um, I don't know if we're working on it. That's It's hard to say, but my guys are all all in. So, yeah. you know, the ones that are staying have said we're going to help move it and we're going to stay and get it done.
0: So, so your employees, yeah. they're not saying, okay, I guess we better go find another job They're
1: Well, I lost two young guys that I've spent a lot of time training. Yeah. And you know, that's an investment. And I'm not mad at them. They got families, they got to take care of their kids. The blame goes somewhere else.
0: But you're experienced uh, workers. They're trying, to, they're trying to stay with you. Yeah. They want to ride this out. Yeah, you want to yeah. ride this out.
1: Right. I, I owe it to them.
0: Does this keep you up at night at this point?
1: Oh, <laughs> boy, I, uh, I was telling one of the guys the other night I woke up at 1.15 and your mind starts running. Last night I slept in until 2.26 and I've been up ever since, so, yeah, you know, yeah, it's bothering the heck out of me because I know what's supposed to be done and I can't get the courts to even give me a chance to say my piece. I'm completely ignored in court.
0: So this is such a frustrating situation for you, and I'm sorry you and your employees are just dealing with all this uncertainty. Um, I'm just going to hope for your sake that this guardian angel comes through. Will you keep us updated as that continues? Absolutely. Well, Steve Rothschild, thank you for joining us today.
1: Well, thank you, Sarah.
0: This episode was produced by Emily Woodbury with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Doerr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. (music) Understanding starts here.